Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Glad to spend this Thursday morning with you guys, and uh, what a beautiful morning it was, too. I I can't say that about a lot of mornings, uh, early summer in Nevada. I don't know how many of you guys out here uh, are out here this way or back east, and uh, I originally come from Baltimore, so when I came here, um, I thought I understood what summer was. I thought I understood what heat was, but... No, not at all. Not at all. If you think you understand, you got something else coming to you when you come here. This is the kind of hot that you can't run from. It's even too hot to go out and swim in a pool. That's how hot it is. No joke. This is uh, definitely uh, uh, one of those situations you better be prepared for. If you come to uh, Nevada in the summertime. But, uh, folks, I'm glad that you, you chose to spend this morning with me here on, on this Thursday. And we're going to go over some of the headlines. And we're going to talk, as we usually do, about what's going on in the world. Um, still uh, nothing back on the train derailment and, or, um, and the tons of ammonia nitrate that came up missing. I mean, you would think that there would be... No more than 24 hours that would pass before they were able to track down such an alar- a large amount uh, of this particular substance that has been used uh, throughout time to do, uh, obviously it's fertilizer, right? But the nefarious issues that this is utilized for would be something like what happened to the Arthur P. Merle building in Oklahoma some years ago. And it's something we definitely do not want to see happen in this country ever again ever again so uh, let's pray that they find this substance fast and those who are responsible uh, are held accountable for uh, this mistake uh, this theft or whatever it turns out to be Uh, I find it very hard that this many tons of uh, this substance would be able to be taken off of a wrecked train in broad daylight so one of the theories that I, I'm coming up with here and thinking is that maybe it was never even on the train. Who knows, but let's pray that they find this fast. Now, Fetterman stuck his foot in his mouth over the 14th Amendment and what it's intended for. Um, but really, were they Fetterman's words or was it a talking point given to him by someone else so we'd have something to say when on camera or in front of a mic? Who knows, the position that this man has been put in is completely unfair to him and everyone with whom he represents. Um, He's, I I pray that he gets the help that he needs. And he definitely should not be in the position that he's in, uh, in the condition that he's in. So I'm not going to sit here and rip on the guy and that sort of thing because uh, it's not who we are. It's really not who we are. Um, I think that the voting base in Pennsylvania uh, that put him in this position, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. You had the doctor and the guy who needed the doctor, and you chose the patient, and you're suffering the consequence for your mistake. And this just goes to show you what agenda-based politics uh, does. 
it, 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 it forces people to vote for someone for the party to which they belong instead of the job that they could actually do. If you think that Fetterman is there pushing ideas of his own and doing what he thinks is right and governing uh, that state the way that it needs to be, um, you're sadly mistaken. Someone else is pulling the strings and he's a talking head and that's about it. And thank God because, well, really there's no good situation uh, there because if he's taking orders, God knows who's from. Uh, and if he's not taking orders, what is he doing? Because he probably doesn't know what he's doing. So there, there's really no good outcome uh, as a result of him being in that position. Now, Fetterman's comments came uh, as he pushed for President Biden to use the 14th Amendment to avoid a default on the nation's debt, a move that legal experts have repeatedly said would be unlikely to withstand a judicial, any judicial scrutiny. Um, Fetterman's remark drew immediate backlash with multiple social media users taking aim at the junior senator for failing to recognize that the 14th Amendment has a much greater and a much higher significance than that that would be used in a situation to force the increasing of the debt ceiling uh, for the United States. And experts have no doubt that the viability of Biden invoking the 14th Amendment to the Constitution to raise federal borrowing limits is not something that's out of the realm of possibility for Biden nor the Democratic Party. This is uh, their typical radical approach to governing, and this is what they do. Secretary um, Janet Yellen has uh, said that invoking the amendment would cause a constitution crisis. Now, it's bad when Yellen is the voice of reason, right? But I guess a broken clock can be right twice a day. In short, Fetterman's claim about the 14th Amendment is inaccurate and has been widely criticized by experts. It's unlikely that Biden would invoke it, but like I said, not out of the realm, not out of, the realm of possibility to increase the debt ceiling as it would likely uh, lead to a real constitutional crisis. I mean, that goes without saying. Now, we had this situation here that um, I, I had been reading up on Spoke to a few people about it earlier just to get the thoughts of other people, just to see where uh, heads were on this issue. And what I'm, what I'm talking about is a 95-year-old woman in Australia who um, she was, she was uh, having a, a moment, right? She's got dementia. She's having a moment. She's in a nursing home. Police show up. She has a knife. Or something and remember she's 95 years old folks it's not like she's an MMA or UFC fighter uh, the lady is 95 years old she's not about to be able to suplex or manhandle or do anything to a police officer um, that he himself doesn't allow her to do so uh, this is not as if to me right to me and, and, and I'm being honest with you here, I don't think that the police officer who did this uh, has a has an out. He, he doesn't have a way to explain his actions at all. And uh, I, I want you to take a look at this lady and uh, I want you to see I want you to see uh, what the police officer thought who the police officer thought it would be a good idea to tase. 
right? This woman is 95 years old. This could be my grandmother. This could be your grandmother. She didn't deserve that. And now, I, in, in just playing devil's advocate, I get it. The woman uh, charged at the police officer. But you couldn't move. You, 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 you couldn't. There's no training that you were given to be able to sidestep and deal with a 95-year-old woman. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. When you're showing up to a nursing home and you're showing up with what you would think would be non-lethal weaponry, right? Which is stun gun, pepper spray, uh, rubber rounds, whatever the case may be. They all, they're all potentially deadly. Um, but you would think that, you know, going in there, you would have the mindset that there are certain things when you walk in this place that are immediately off the table. Like drawing your weapons stun, and using a stun gun on a 95-year-old woman. The woman's name was Claire Nolan. She was walking around the nursing home with a steak knife when the officers were called. When officers tried to talk her down, she walked toward one of them with a knife, and the officer then fired a stun gun at her, causing her to fall and hit her head. Nolan was then taken to the hospital in critical condition and died the following day. The police officer who fired the stun gun... Uh, he's been charged with rec uh, he's been charged with reckless endangerment and causing grievous bodily harm and assaulting uh, assaulting and causing actual bodily harm. Remember, this is Australia. Their charges are much different than even the wording than what we use here in the United States. So as I'm as I'm looking down and I'm seeing these charges, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But I have to realize this is taking place in Australia. Now the incident was. Uh, sparked the incident sparked outrage and called for an investigation into the use of force by police uh, some of the details include that the nolan's family uh had said that she was a well-respected and much loved and giving member of her local community i saw a video of this lady uh, uh, skydiving at an advanced age maybe her last birthday um very frail small skinny uh, old 95-year-old woman. I, I don't understand how he, he could possibly justify tasing someone like this in, in good conscience. You gotta, you gotta just not care. Uh, where the rules override your judgment and you no longer feel any empathy um, for the people to whom you're supposed to be protecting. It's sad. It happens everywhere, though. Now, Biden tried to uh, force through this student loan debt cancellation. As we all have been up in arms over this situation with uh, them trying to cancel student loan, uh, because there are responsible and accountable people out there in the world who work very hard and have paid for years and years and years their student loan debts. You walk into a bank, you sit down with uh, a bank, an agent, and you go over a contract, you agree to terms, and then you turn around and the government, a third party, which is the government, comes in between 
the bank and the individual and cancels the debt. Now, that would be one thing, right? To cancel the debt and uh, the bank doesn't get paid either? That, that's one thing. Right? I'm not saying that I'm for that either. It's a legal contract. You walked in and subjected yourself to the terms of that contract. But that's not, that's not what's happening. You think that this particular uh, uh, bill or law or I don't know what it, you, this is ridiculous is what it is, um, is more about the student and you would be sadly mistaken. This is about the bank. The bank uh, is getting paid. That's what it really is. The bank is retrieving as much money as it can from the student body that it's loaned the money out to before what? That's the question. When you take a look at China running around the world and getting people to sign on to their version of a new world order, uh, one where they're going to be nationalizing uh, their own currency and, and no longer utilizing the petrodollar, U.S. dollar, as the world's reserve currency, and then you see uh, Silicon Valley Bank and others uh, fail, and now you see banks scrambling to recover as much money from uh, debtees as possible and as quick as possible. And you got to start putting all of these things together and start to form a picture in your mind of what, you know, what they think is going to happen because it's pretty telling. It, it, it's, it's actually very telling. Now, the, revolution, uh, the resolution rather uh, now moves to the Senate where it's unlikely to pass. Now, if we were to pass it in the Senate, Biden has said, he, if they were to pass it in the Senate, uh, essentially killing the bill, Biden said that he would veto it. The veto comes as the Supreme Court is expected to consider the legality of Biden's plan later this summer. So, essentially, let me explain it to you this way. The banks are going to get paid regardless, and then the taxpayers will be fit with the bill that the, co that the college students didn't pay. This is not constitutional. Similar to the way that I believe that giving money, taxpayer money, domestic tax dollars to foreign countries is not legal. Imagine how well off our country would be. Imagine how well off our roads would be. Imagine all of that. If we didn't fund the, the, the world, if we didn't hand out a welfare check to the world each and every month, and that money was spent here on our own citizens. It wasn't so long ago, I believe it was the 1930s, when the idea of giving people foreign aid uh, was floated. And the individual, and I will pull up, um, I will actually do the research on this, but I've seen it, and the only thing I can't recall right off the top of my head from memory is the guy's name. He goes in front of the president, and he, he he tells them this is his idea that he's going to uh, he wants us to send foreign aid to said countries, and the president called it treason. This it, it is illegal for them to take domestic tax dollars and send them overseas to other countries, and it and it needs to stop. Imagine we're going to work, we're paying taxes, businesses are running. Uh, and billions and billions and billions. We, we complain over here, folks, and, and rightfully so, 
about handouts to our own students and things like this and, and, and the, to the tune of billions. But what people don't get mad about and I don't understand is we give out billions of dollars every month to other countries, to other peoples, to not even our own people. And it needs to stop. It really needs to stop. Uh, it, it doesn't benefit us to meddle in the affairs of other countries, to uh, uh, place people in government. I mean, look how well that's gone for us, from Iran to Iraq uh, to Afghanistan. Has it ever worked out in our favor? All it does is puts us in these endless wars that don't stop for years and years and years and puts Americans at risk all over the world. It really does need to stop. Now, Democrats argue that the resolution would hurt roughly 13% of Americans who are likely to qualify for the loan forgiveness. Now, Republicans rejected Democrats' arguments, saying Biden has no legal, uh, legal authority to wipe away hundreds of billions of dollars of student debt, which he doesn't. Now, Biden's plan only helps the wealthy uh, going against the Democrats' progressive values is exactly what the Republicans are arguing. So you think it's going to help those disenfranchised uh, folks who are less fortunate, but it really doesn't. And what it really is is the government paying off the banks uh, the money that they lent out uh, in the form of college student loans. Now, Biden announced last summer that he would cancel up to $10,000 in student loans for people making less than $125,000 per year and up. $20,000 for students who receive Pell Grants. Now, the program was expected to cost the government about $400 billion in lost debt repayment, but the program was put on hold after the court blocked it. And rightfully so. Look at our GDP. We have people pouring across our southern border in droves. We don't have the resources to take care of these people. And um, it, it's it, people across the United States... And even Democrats now are starting to see that their own party is not in their corner. They're not trying to help. That's not what they're there for. They're, they are literally um, making moves and decisions that adversely affect the people in those communities who need help the most and bringing in other people who need even more help. Taking people off the street who are not our citizens while leaving our citizens on the street to starve and go hungry um, and, and putting up illegal immigrants in the housing that we refuse to put our own people into. This should definitely uh, get everybody's iron up. You should definitely be angry about this. Um, it doesn't mean that just because you are someone on the left and I may be on the right, we need to be able to find common ground on issues if we ever plan to get ahead in, in the area of specific issues, right? And this issue of illegal immigration, I think, is one where um, even the left that are in the areas of, like, L.A., Chicago, New York, Baltimore, and other places can find common ground and say enough is enough. It really, that, that's what needs to take place. They're going to try to make it extremely difficult and gaslight as much as possible, to keep the divisiveness and the division going because it benefits them in the long run. Now, Ron DeSantis, he, he, he announced his candidacy, right? Finally did it, and I guess the servers at Twitter were having problems, and it was very glitchy, and what they expected to be some big announcement didn't go over so well. went over like the ton of bricks. 
I, I say it's karma. Honestly. I say it's karma. And, and, and I said it before and I say it again. It's not that I do not like the way he governs Florida. I have no qualms with that. I actually salute him in the job that he's done. But trust and loyalty mean a hell of a lot to me. When he's losing the election and Trump pushes him over the edge in an election that he otherwise would have lost, you would think that he would look to return said favor. Instead, what he's doing is trying to take the same job that Trump's going for. That's not loyalty to me. That is a snake in the grass and someone stabbing you in the back. Ron DeSantis would have been a shoe-in for vice president of the United States. An absolute shoe-in. And a Trump-DeSantis ticket would be unstoppable. Unstoppable. But pride and ego have to go and uh, eclipse the, the will of the people and the need of the people to try to make one man rise above it at the cost of what? I mean, has anyone paid attention to what's happened here in the last two and a half years? Do you think that we want another four after this idiot's done? And do you think we want to continue down this path of spending and uh, just an absolute uh, a buffoon, you know, trying to run the country and overlooking the needs of his own citizens uh, for those of citizens of another country. It seems like most of Biden's decisions are made to the benefit of other countries and other peoples. But DeSantis's announcement, which made, uh, which was made via a conversation with Twitter uh, CEO Elon Musk and tech entrepreneur Dave Sachs from Twitter Spaces feature was delayed as it, as it appeared the platform was just overwhelmed. And Twitter's, uh, Twitter's mobile app repeatedly crashed and users complained. So this is what took place the entire time. So of course what, this ha what happens, Donald Trump just starts trolling. Like we knew he was going to do. Like you had to expect it, right? I mean, it's Donald Trump. He's going to troll. That's what he's going to do. And, you know, and, and quite honestly, there are times when Donald Trump has trolled people and I'm like, oh, I just feel so sorry for that individual. And then there's Ron DeSantis, and I, and I don't feel sorry for him. Because at any time he had the ability to, to, to say something positive about Trump, to thank him for what he did for him, and to back him uh, like he should have done. And so, no, I, I do not believe that um, DeSantis has a snowball's chance in hell at uh, getting past Donald Trump. And former Trump supporters, including Donald Trump Jr., Caroline Levitt, Rep. Lance Gooden, Rogan Hanley, Ryan Fournier, Steve Bannon, Kimberly Gofiel, uh I hope I said that right, Gilfoyle, <laughs> and uh, David Marcus roasted DeSantis on Twitter, calling the announcement the most historic screw-up on Twitter ever. The failure to launch. That's what they called it. The failure to launch. So it's its definitely uh, going to haunt him for the, the remainder of, of his candidacy, which, you know, I, I, I'd play this scenario out of my head. You know, maybe Trump and DeSantis are meeting secretly, and this is the two of them running is, is, is something that they plan that for some other reason that may come out later where they end up running together, and it was just, an effort to make sure that none of the other Republicans got 
any more votes or I don't know. I don't know. I can only hope that that was the case, but I actually don't believe that's the case because I see how hard Trump is really going at this guy at this point. So, uh, and rightfully so. I understand loyalty is a big factor to me too. Now, on other news from January 6th, the Arkansas man who was photographed during the January 6, 2021 uh, U.S. Capitol protest with his feet propped up on Nancy Pelosi's desk uh, was sentenced on Wednesday to a four-and-a-half-year prison stint. In January of 2023, Robert Bigo Barnett uh, was found guilty on all eight counts of uh, in his indictment. I, and I, what are those counts? But I'll, I'll tell you what, what I got in front of me. Uh, they, include, they include felony charges of civil disorder and obstruction of official proceedings. Federal prosecutors asked the judge to sentence Barnett to more than seven years in prison, followed by three years of supervised release for his actions during the January 6th protest. He was ultimately sentenced to four and a half years in prison and then three and a half on supervised release. One of the most memorable images from these events on January 6th was Bennett lounging at the desk in uh, Nancy Pelosi's office with his feet propped firmly up on her desk. I mean, four and a half years, uh, I, I find it very hard to believe uh, that they can truly justify four and a half years for a guy who's 62. He's a retired firefighter, so he's a, he's a frontline worker all his life. Um, when you take into account the videos that were eventually shown once Tucker Carlson got those videos and it shows uh, peaceful uh, people walking through the hallways um, and that sort of thing that, you know, no, nothing was burned, nothing was, uh, uh, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't what you've seen around the country from BLM and Antifa riots. You know, it, it wasn't no it was no chop zone, and there were people walking and talking with police, and had guided tours, praying with the police, and you know, it's it, it's a sad situation. But they wanted to paint people in a certain light. They wanted to go after patriots and call them Nazis, and and and, and really try to make them look like white nationalists and racists and these sorts of things because. The left continues to swat the beehive of people on the right, and they like to, 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 to try to paint us as Nazis and that sort of thing, just for knowing our Constitution, loving our country, and not wanting to change our value system, and actually having a standard and a moral compass. These are the things that get the left so up in arms, because they don't actually have one. They make it up as they go along. Matter of fact, let's talk about it. So they wanted to bring over the refugees uh, after the uh, in the Middle East, after ISIS got power in that region, after uh, the the vacuum, the power vacuum that was created when Saddam Hussein uh, was taken out of power, quite frankly, and um, what you saw was radical uh, Islamic terrorism just kind of like take over the land in a in a huge wave, take over that country. And we saw homosexuals being tied to chairs and kicked off of roofs and this sort of thing. We know very well what these radicals in those countries uh, feel, think, and do about situations 
like the everyday situation that we have over here. You don't see uh, trans, uh, trans folks and that sort of thing in Iraq and in the Middle East, anywhere. You don't see them in Iran. You don't, it, it doesn't exist. Zero. It does not exist. Because they wouldn't let it exist. Because these people would most likely uh, take the life of individuals who do those things. Yet the, 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 the left is over here um, pandering to both the LGBTQ community, the trans movement as a, as a whole, right? And at the same time, they're advocating to bring the people over here that absolutely hate, detest, and would have them murdered in their own country. You want to bring those people here. So who do you, I mean, what standard do you have? What do you actually feel, think, or believe that you would stand in solidarity with these people and these people who that if left alone in their own room would try to kill each other? But you're for both. You know, they, they, need, to, they need to pick a side. What, what was the Karate Kid uh, deal that Mr. Miyagi said? He says, uh, you stay on right side of the road, you get hit by a car. You stay on left side of the road, you get hit by a car. You stand in the middle, you get squashed like grape, right? So these people don't want to take sides. And, and that's why they, I, I said it before, they eat their own. They, they are walking contradictions because they stand with these people, they stand with these people, they stand with those people, and then they can't ever explain uh, where they come out on certain issues. The only standard they have is that they have no standards, plain and simple. Uh, James Comer and Christopher Ray are set to meet. Uh, Comer wanted this meeting with Christopher Ray because he had subpoenaed documents that allegedly re relate to the Biden family business dealings, and they refused to give up said documents. Now, the FBI has failed to produce the documents, and Comer has threatened to hold Christopher Ray in contempt of Congress if the agency does not comply with the subpoena. A whistleblower at the federal agency told Senator Chuck Grassley, the Republican from Iowa, that the unclassified FD-1023 document details the allegations of pay-to-play crimes that were committed by the Biden family in their business dealings. Now, the meeting between Comer and Ray is scheduled to take place in the coming days. I, I, I wish I could be a fly on the wall. <laughs> really do. The purpose of the meeting is to discuss the scenarios that commit uh, that the committee uh, may take if the F the scenarios that the committee will take if the FBI continues to stonewall them and not wanting to give up said documents, which just makes everybody look guilty. I mean, why in the world would you hide the documents if there's nothing to be seen here? This is why it makes all these guys look complicit. And when you take this into consideration with the Twitter files and the, the parents being uh, singled out as domestic terrorists or the Betsy Ross flag being considered a terrorist uh, symbology, uh, as, as, the, as the FBI whistleblower just stated not long ago, it paints a very different picture of our law enforcement agencies and what they believe and who they are than the ones that we always considered uh, up until this point. But people are waking up in droves and they're starting to uh, really see the FBI and the Democratic Party for exactly what they are. Uh, like Cobra Commander. Like they, they have... They, 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 like if you've seen the movie uh, uh, G.I. Joe where uh, they essentially 
uh, took the president and he had a, a, a guy that looked just like the president and he's in there doing all these irrational, crazy things uh, and everyone thinks it's the president. Well, have you seen Joe Biden lately? Have you seen him? Maybe it's one of the body snatchers got him. Listen to some of his old statements. Listen to how he said we should have exited the Iraq war in close detail. He talks about how to actually withdraw your troops and your citizens out of the country without doing uh, any damage, you know, to keeping everyone safe and doing an orderly withdrawal. And he details it quite nicely, and he was 100% right. But then when he had the opportunity to put that into practice in Afghanistan, he did the absolute wrong thing. So, uh, and, even, and even statements and positions that he's taken in the past, he has done such an about-face. It lets you know that, you know, whichever way the wind blows, whoever, whatever uh, position is popular are the ones that they're going to take. I mean, if you may not have known this, but uh, Biden has actually introduced articles to repeal Roe versus Wade back in 82. So it's not like these positions that we have aren't positions that he once had. Look at the 94 crime bill, the, street, the three strikes law. Um, these are the people who, who, who wrote that. You know, he doesn't want his son to go to school in, 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 a, in a racial jungle. And, and if you don't vote for him, you're not black. He said all of these things. Um, and people just seem to overlook them and not care. And because obviously the guy's... Uh, giving handouts and he's doing all these entitlement programs and it's he's still doing pay to play but he's just doing it with his own citizenry now back to this christopher ray issue if he refuses to comply uh, with the subpoena it could lead to a major showdown between congress and the fbi and if they hold him in contempt it would be uh it would be very interesting to see what the outcome of a contempt charge on christopher ray actually looks like and what would come of it now, the Swalwell investigation, here's one where this guy was so up in arms about the Trump-Russia collusion and all of these things, and here he is going home every day to, I think they called her, Christine Fang was her name. Now, they've concluded their investigation and said there'll be no further action into this matter, and he continues to work uh, in Congress and have access to, I believe, documentation and things that are going on behind the scenes that somebody who uh, was in bed with a Chinese spy just shouldn't have. Mistake or not, your judgment's terrible. You got to go by. Thanks for playing. That's exactly what should happen when people make these kind of mistakes and do exactly what he did. But remember, she was what's called a bundler. So she was a person who, um, who, who helped in fundraising and not just for Swalwell. Uh, Swalwell is just the person she was in the relationship with. But the truth is that she helped many Democrats, not just Swalwell. And um, I'm hoping that the people in his uh, district realize this and get rid of him very soon. So uh, there, there is so many uh, avenues that they could pursue going forward with um, – getting rid of this man and i would have liked to known you know i actually i i knew about the whole uh, fang fang situation for the longest time but keep in mind how many times did you see it on the news how many times did you hear updates about the investigation um you didn't you didn't in fact they didn't even want people bringing it up i remember uh not long ago when it was brought up by uh marjorie taylor green 
in, in, in chambers, um, he lost his mind over it and started cussing and everything. And how dare you bring that up and all these types of things. And, um, and he actually did it. He actually had a relationship with a Chinese spy. And, and no alleged about it. Because if it was alleged, why did she flee the country? As soon as, as, soon as it was found out that this was a probability, she was gone. Did he drive her to the airport? I mean, how did she know to get out of there when she did? Uh, we have uh, the full resources of the government at our back. And when this started being investigated, she disappeared. Now, you didn't, couldn't catch her at the airport? Yeah, I mean, come on. It, these, these people are, are a joke. And, and, they, and they expect that you are going to fall for uh, exactly what they're doing and not ask questions. Now, the House Democrats accuse Republicans of holding the American economy hostage. Uh, the House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries and others say that the leaders accused the Republican parties on Wednesday of holding the American economy hostage in their negotiations over the debt limit. And, you know, it's really not, it's really not what happened. Um, we just want common sense concessions on spending. We want agreements ahead of time that you're not going to accelerate spending on top of allowing the southern border to be flooded with refugees, uh, illegal immigrants, and whatever else crosses down there, and uh, and continue to just spend us into oblivion, uh, you're stealing from the American people because our money becomes worth less and less and less each day every time the, Amer uh, the American government decides to write a check. So... Uh, their checkbook needs to be cut up. Their credit cards need to go in the trash right behind it. And I'm 100% behind Kevin McCarthy. And he should not um, back down on this issue at all. No matter what. No matter what. Even if it means default, he should not back down. What I, what I always say on here is you do what's right no matter what the consequences are. Don't let somebody uh, strong arm you into doing what you know is wrong. And... Uh, let them be at 100% at fault no matter what happens. Uh, they can't continue to spend the way that they're spending, and the American people uh, need, to be, ha need to have their needs put before anything else. And what we need right now is for Trump, uh, excuse me, for Biden to stop spending the way that he is spending. There is no doubt <clears throat> that our economy is not going to get any better if he continues to spend trillions of dollars, which uh, if he's not, if there's not someone there to stop him, that's exactly what he will do. That's uh, 100% what he will do. So, guys, it's, it's been a great Thursday morning hanging out with you, and I thank you so much for taking this time to hang out with us here at the Patriots Prayer Podcast. And as usual, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. See you next time on the Patriots Bear Podcast.